0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. We've had a really Holy Spirit high time over the last two weeks. Amen. And I really again thank so many of you guys for just blessing us with your presence, for inviting somebody to hear the wonderful words of God. Amen. And, and um, you know, we, we have this afternoon... We, we complete our series. Now, now, I hear people always saying, good things must come to an end. That's not true. It's the bad things that would come to an end. Amen. And the good things shall continue forever and ever Amen. and ever. Uh, so the good things that we have on earth is just a foretaste for the greater things to come. All right. So this, this afternoon, we begin at 6 Eastern Standard Time. And we want you to be here. And, and I, was, I was instructed by Sister Gray. You know, she instructs you. She don't ask you. She just instructs you. I was, oh, they agree, Sister Gray. I was just putting that out there to see what I got back. I was instructed by Sister Gray that, that you get to come and share a love offering in song this evening. If God has a special song that he's blessed you with, you come and sing it for us. This this evening would be celebration and summary and finding out from the Lord what's next. Celebration, summary, and what's next. We start at 6, so you want to be present, all right? If you have a song you want to sing, a, poet, poet, a poetry that you want to offer, a poem you want to offer, come. I'll be summarizing the entire series, and I'll be giving a word from the Lord as to the what's next, all right? The book of John, the 11th chapter. Verse 21 that um, Dr. Lisa read so eloquently. I also want to thank my my family for being here with me this morning. I'm I'm not going to ask them to stand, but I want to thank you, Susie, again for your wonderful presence. Y'all, please don't tell Susie I talked about her last week. Don't do that and tell everybody how she cries for everything. Cried to get a job, cried until they fired her. Don't tell her that. Uh, share that story about her because she will start crying. You got that? <laughs> Susie, thank you for being here. And Fanta, y'all know Fanta is my hero by now, right? She almost, man, she showed up more than most of you guys, and this is your church. I didn't say that to make you ashamed, but just to make you feel a little bad. Thank you, Fanta. And then we have Lisa, Kayla, um, Shakira, no. Shania, Shania and Stefan joining us. All of these people in my one-bedroom condo. All of them. And we have more, too. Yeah, we, we sleep in shifts. I'm from 6 to 12, and then like, they wake me up. Our turn now. I how we roll, boy. That's how we roll from the islands. Y'all don't know that. Every space has been occupied. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I want to thank you all for being at church. They're on vacation. They could say, look, we are tired from Macy's. We want rest. But they still showed up. Amen? Amen. So I'm grateful for you guys being here. The book of John, the 11th chapter. I want to read verses 1 and 2 in your hearing. Why don't you stand for a hot minute? Just stand, everybody. You all look too comfortable. Stand up. John 11, verses 21 and 22. Hear what the wonderful word of God says. And Martha says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 22 says, but even now, I know that whatsoever you ask God, he's going to give you. Let's pray together. Bless us, inspire us, turn this place loose, oh God. Revive us again in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Could be seated in his presence. Amen. And I just want to thank Brother Joe, Brother Jose, that's Sister Lynn's father, for his sweet, awesome, and wonderful presence. Brother Joe, when I realize you're in my audience, I preach my best. So you always think I'm a good preacher. When you're not here, man, it's a train wreck. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. I shared with you before. That the miracles in the Bible gives a sneak peek preview as to to the attributes of our God. Every miracle declares something about Jesus. Uh, So when he takes five loaves and two fish and feeds 5,000 families, you, you know that... God is provider. Amen. Jehovah Jireh that no matter how difficult things might be, you can claim the promise that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. You can trust that. Huh? Huh? When 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 Jesus when he walks into the room the sick room of peter's mama and he touches her and fever disappears you know he's healer amen and no matter no matter what the sickness that you face whether it's mental emotional or physical you know that 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 god there's still balm in his gilead and he's still an awesome physician, and his promise is still true—that he can forgive all your sins and heal you from all your diseases. Can I talk about Jesus this morning? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every miracle portrays an aspect, Elder David Campbell, of, of God's attribute, it, 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 it's so that you you can trust Him in every area of your life you see our challenge our challenge as human beings is we compartmentalize our lives what do i mean so you have an educational part of your life and then you have a social part of your life and then you have a physical part of your life and and, and what we do is is god is allowed only in certain areas of our lives huh? so he got you through the the, the 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 burning the midnight oil so he became god of education uh, and, and, and he got you through an illness so he was the God that heals your body huh? but when it comes to relationships you decide you're going to date any old body you find as if he's still not God of fixing and hooking people up huh? you know what I mean you're like well well, well pastor there are plenty fish in the sea but you better make sure and get a fish with scale and fin you hear me <laughs> hallelujah holler back That's a clean fish. That's how the Bible calls it. You know what I'm saying, family? So, 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 we we compartmentalize. Uh, 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 And what God wants is to be God of everything. God of our entire lives. He wants you to trust him, though you can't trace him. You see what I mean? Don't don't be like Nebuchadnezzar. Remember old Nebuchadnezzar? When he had a dream and he forgot the dream. And he wanted somebody to remember his dream and then interpret it. Ain't that crazy? So good old Daniel came and told him his dream, interpreted it. You're, you're the head of gold, man. But after you, they're going to come another kingdom, right? It's going to be uh, the Medes and the Persians, uh, silver. And then after that, right, the Greece, bronze, and the, the Romans, iron, and so on and so forth, right? So in chapter 3 of Daniel, right? This, this is a side note. This is not in my sermon, but I'm explaining something. In chapter 3 of Daniel, right? Nebuchadnezzar, in rebellion against God, builds an image of an entire goal. Meaning that, that Daniel, your interpretation was wrong. My kingdom will reign forever and ever and ever. And, he, and, he, and, 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 to, and to show his power, as soon as Daniel was out of tongue, had everybody come and worship this thing. But I'm glad that some people, man, they will stand up even though it would cost them their lives. I'm glad, man, that they are the faithful people that trust God even unto death. Amen. So you know the boys, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and the other Negro, right? They said they won't bow down. You know the story. They won't bow. And then, and then in the fire, God shows up and delivers them. And Nebuchadnezzar says, now I know that your God is a God that can deliver from whatever. But in chapter 2, when Daniel gave him the dream, he said, I know that your God is a God. He's the master of all interpretation of dreams. But he still didn't know that he could deliver. And it was in chapter 4 when God got him to the place where he had to eat grass. Then he proclaimed, he is God of everything everything so what God does what God wants through his miracles in the word is for us to break down every compartment and let him in you hear what I'm saying family so so in John chapter 11 the story of resurrection is so that you can know no matter what dead stuff you're messing with right now my Jesus could bring that thing to life again you you, you all feel me You you all you all feel this thing no matter how dead it is you have a life-giving power called Jesus. So verse, verse, verse 1 and 2 tells the story that Laz, Jesus, you know, his road dog, his, his, his homie, his BFF, he is sick, right? So his sister, right, Mary, not, not Mary, Mary quite contrary, but Mary that anointed Jesus, this is a special Mary, sends a message, Lord, the one who you love, your boy, Laz. He is sick. Right, right, right. right. So you know what I expected, right? I expected Jesus to tell his disciples, go to the next village. You're going to find a race horse. Not any horse. A race horse. Tell the owner that the master has need of it because i got to get there really quickly. But you know what happens? You know what happens? You know what happens? Hear what verse 6 says of John 11. Verse 6 says that when Jesus got the SOS, when he got the instant messenger, message the bible says that jesus remained how long how long are you serious it says that when jesus got the urgent call that his friend was about to die he took a chill pill he put up his feet and he just relaxed you know sitting by the docks on the bay just relax and his boy Laz is about to die now no no what, what makes the story kind of disturbing is that jesus didn't even need to show up Jesus could have just spoken the word and Lazarus would not have died. The Bible says he remained yet still in the same place. Almost chilling, doing nothing when there is an urgent call. And and, and Sister Donna Barrett, sometimes our struggle with God is is that he, he, he allowed suffering to take place when he was strong enough to do something about it. And do something about something about it in a timely manner. So guess what? By the time you drop down to verse 21, right? Martha rolls up to Jesus. Ogle has tewed now. Lord, look man. If you had been here, my brother, he would not have died. Don't we talk like that sometime? God, if you were in my life, I would have never caught an incurable STD. God, if you were in my life, I, I would have married better. Too late now. God, if you were in my life, then, then, then Jesus, I would have made better financial decisions, God. God, if you were in my life, my, my kids would have been raised differently. God, if you were in my life, if you were in my life, man, I, I would have been a little more thoughtful about the choices that I make. Huh? Lord, if you had been here, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 22 says, but even now, tell somebody even now. Or tell them with some attitude, even now. Now. Yeah, yeah, but even now. I know that whatsoever you ask the father, he's going to give it to you, I'm glad. That God has an even now. Broken, busted, and disgusted. But even now. Down and out, ready to throw in the towel. But even now. The marriage is on the rocks, man. You're about to call an an attorney. But even, help me preach this thing. Even now. You're financially bankrupt. But I tell you, my God. He has an even now. Even now, you don't have to write the miracle off because God has. And even now, she said, Even now, I know that you can ask God, and He's going to give you whatever you ask Him. And Jesus said to her, I'm glad you understand that because Martha, your brother shall rise again. Theologically, theologically, Martha is like, I got that. He's going to rise in the last day at the resurrection. Jesus is like, girl, you're missing me. I am the resurrection. Uh, 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 You see, Martha thought that the resurrection was simply an event. She didn't know that the resurrection was a person. Hallelujah. Could I preach this? He was a person. You see, you see what Jesus was saying to Martha. Martha, death cannot occur in the presence of the life giving power called Jesus. No, no, no. Decay cannot happen, rot cannot take place if Jesus is in the mix. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. I am resurrection, Martha. I understand the event that has a particular date and time by it called the resurrection at the end of time. But, old oh girl, let me tell you right now, resurrection... Happens to be the embodiment of who I am. I, I hear how Auntie Ellen says it. She said that Jesus was life undefined, unborrowed. Life in its originated, original state of being. I'm paraphrasing, right? He's resurrection. That's what he is. That's what he is. So you know what you need to do with your dead stuff? You keep it in the presence of Jesus. And trust me, man, the stuff that's sick, the stuff that's weak, huh? the, 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 the faith that you have that is dying, keep it. In the presence of the resurrection. Huh? 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 The, 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 the emotional trauma that you face with. The abuses as a child that you think is going to snuff your life out. Trust me today. Keep it in the presence of the resurrection. When my God takes a hold of your dying stuff. Trust me man. He brings stuff from the grave family. He would bring some stuff. So he said, I am resurrection, Martha. You got that? I'm resurrection. And when you jump down to like verse 30, 30, 32, right? Mary has the same complaint. She said, but look, Lord, if if you had been here, you're tripping. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. And just Mary just started to cry. Susie, you and Mary have something in common. Cried. He's cried and just broke Jesus heart, man. Cried. And, and 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 the Bible says in verse thirty three, which is like a it's a it's 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 a theme throughout the life of Jesus. It says it's, it uses particular phraseology that he was moved with compassion, moved with compassion. And verse thirty four says Jesus asked them a question. He said, "Where have you laid him? Uh, show me, show me, take me where where?" I'm like, Lord, what kind of question is that? You you know where he is. You you knew he was dead long before you even got there. You know it's like two blocks down the road. Make a left on Taff. You know what I mean. You you know where. You don't have a GPS. You know where he is, Jesus. Why are you asking? Where have they laid him? You see, family. What Jesus wanted from them, and what he wants from us, is for us to take him to those places where we gave up on faith. Take him to the grave site of your marriage, where you, where you wrote it off. Take him to the gravesite uh, of your career, where you say, man, you'll never get a promotion. Take, take, walk him back there to the time when you were abused and touched inappropriately, so that he can bring healing. Walk God through the dark and the dismal places of, 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 of your memory and your emotions. Take him take him back to the gravesite because it's at the gravesite it's at the gravesite of your emotions of your faith of, of of your unanswered prayers it's it's at the gravesite huh of a marriage that has gone south of kids that are acting crazy it's at the gravesite if you can walk him back there a miracle could take place a resurrection might just happen take Take him back. He said, walk me. Where have you laid him? Walk me to that spot. And verse 35 says, which is most of, all, most of us our favorite verse in the whole Bible. And Jesus? Yeah, Jesus wept. Now, 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 was Jesus just like doing crying practice? I mean, why would he weep knowing that he's about to raise What why, why, why would he weep knowing that, that the tomb is about to be broken up? Why would he weep? You know why he wept, family? He wept because Hebrews 4, verse 15, says that, that we have a high priest who is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Why? Because he was tempted in all points, like we are, and Brother Sammy, yet without sin that's why 16 says therefore you can come boldly don't hesitate now come boldly before the throne of grace uh, that you might find grace to help and mercy in your times of need because you have a Jesus that weeps with you man and let me tell you how God is but even when you mess up and you still went with the same kind of Idiot. That's who you chose to date again. As if stick has been broken in your ears. Your group saying that too? Yeah, yeah. The same silly mistakes you're making, and you, your heart is broken again. God don't like stick his fingers in your face and say, I told you so. What does he do? He sits at the edge of your bed with a box of Kleenex and he's weeping as he's wiping your tears. Jesus wept. He wept because of our brokenness. He wept because his heart is crushed when we are in pain. He wept because of how sin has torn us apart, man. He wept. He wept because death is an enemy. We weren't born to die. Ecclesiastes 3 says that God built eternity in us when he created us. That is a foreign thing to the human family. He wept because he was looking forward to the day when there'll be no more tears. No more suffering. No more crying. No more funerals. Jesus, Jesus wept. He wept. He wept. I'm glad that I serve a weeping Jesus. I'm glad that his heart is broken with my brokenness. I'm glad that he hurts with my pain. I'm glad he wept. He wept. And 39, 39, he got to the tomb. And he says to them, remove the stone. And Martha, the theologian, tried to like break the knowledge to Jesus. Lord, let me me explain something to you. Let me, let me just break it down to you now, Jesus. Uh, uh, he, he, he's been there for like four days. And just in case, Jesus, you failed your, bio, your biology class, by now, he stink it. By now, he stink it. I am so glad this Sabbath. I rejoice on the 23rd of August. That God is not afraid of our stink. Oh, let me take my time here, y'all. He's not afraid to be exposed to our dirt and our filth. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's why the song could say, what can wash away my sins? Nothing. Hallelujah. But the blood of Jesus, what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me no other I fountain, know nothing but the, the blood of Jesus. God is not afraid of your stink, your stinking thinking, your filthy thoughts, your backbiting. Let me tell you, man, you invite him into your space, huh? Even while coffee is in the pot and weed is on the table and pornography is is is, is in your DVD. Invite him into the stink because he's the master at cleaning us up. He's the master. That's why he said, "Come now and let us reason together." If your sins be a scarlet, guess what? My God can clean you up and make you as white as snow. That's the Jesus I want to preach about today. He is not afraid. He's not afraid. And y'all heard me say it like four times. I'm going to say it again. Say it again. The Bible says that where sin is, hallelujah. That grace, in other words, you cannot out sin God's forgiveness. You can't be so filthy that he doesn't have enough forgiving detergent to wash you again. He's not afraid of our stink. He's not afraid of our darkness. He's not afraid of our hypocrisy and our backsliding. That's why Hosea 4, 4, 14 and verse 4. God says, been I love you freely. And I want to heal you of your backsliding. Thank God today that Jesus is not afraid of our stink. He's like, girl, move them stone. Move that stone. Expose me to the stink. Because you see, if you don't expose him to the stink... You can't have a resurrection. If you don't expose him to the hypocrisy and the lie that you're living. You you can't have a a resurrection. If if you don't expose my Jesus. Huh? 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 To to the most dirty and cruel and filthy thinking that you carry on with. You cannot afford to hear him say come forth. You got to expose him to the stink. You got to expose him to this thing. So Martha, she's breaking it down to Jesus, right? She said, look, Lord, let me, let me, let me, let me just let you know. Number one, he stink. He stinking. You know, he's rotting. You, you ever smell a dead man before Jesus? He's rotting. And, and number two, Jesus, he's been there for four days. Four days. You see, the, 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 the Sadducees had a belief that the spirit of a man remained in him up to three days after he died. So if Jesus had come 71 hours after last passed away, they'd have been like, eh, we could have done that. Ain't no big deal. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff, you know. We could have done But look, man, Jesus showed up four days late. He didn't show up when they had lost hope, you know. He showed up when there wasn't a need to have hope. He he didn't show up after they threw in the towel, you know. They, no nobody could find any towel to throw in. All hope had gone. He 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 showed up when immigration said you will never get your stuff right in this country. He showed up when the job said you'll never get promoted, man. He showed up when the marriage, man, the guy had already left. Hallelujah. God has a, he has a fourth day miracle for somebody today. Fourth day miracle. You see, now I know you guys know God's favorite number. What number is that? Yeah, that's seven, right? But you didn't know, right, that his second favorite number, Elder Parchment, his second favorite is number four. How do I know that? How do I know that? How do I know that? He showed up in the fierce fiery furnace as the fourth man. In Revelation chapter 4. Huh? Huh? In Revelation 4 we had four living creatures crying holy holy holy. And then he puts his, his name and his dominion and his title in the fourth commandment. Second favorite number is four man. You know why? Because he's a fourth day God. Hallelujah. It's a fourth day God. He's a God that won't show up on time. He'll show up after the time and still be on time. He's a fourth day God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's a fourth day God. When you have written off the children. When you have written off your career and you thought there was no more need to hope, Jesus steps in. Yes, he does. He's a fourth day God. When you thought that after 20 years, man, that joker will never come to Christ. huh? When you thought that the mental illness, man, had took away his mind. Jesus, being the fourth day God, had your name on a miracle, still showed up. He's a fourth day God. He's a fourth day God. Yes, he is. Four day God. So, the recipe for a resurrection, that's the message, right? The recipe for your resurrection is believing that God has an even now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Believing. I heard David saying like this, Psalm 27 13. He said, I would have despaired, I would have thrown in the towel. I would have called it quits. I would have rolled over and died. I would have despaired, except I believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. He said, man, I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, huh? but I just believed that there was light. You need to know that your God has an even Now. In spite of the harsh reality of your terrible circumstances, you can trust. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why? For he that comes to God must first believe that he exists. And not only that, but that he is a rewarder, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You got to know that God has an even now. The second thing, a recipe for resurrection, recipe for resurrection, you got to understand that resurrection is a person and you got to know that you need to bring your dead stuff up keep them thing in the presence of jesus your dying prayer life your dying bible study life your dying witness life. keep them in the presence of jesus and watch my god bring your life to blooming and blossoming again huh you got to understand that he is resurrection not just an event but resurrection is called J-E-S-U-S. He is resurrection. Then, 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 then the, third, the third thing you want to look at for a recipe for a resurrection. You, you, you see, you see, you see the, the grave sites of where you gave up faith in God providing a husband. Where you gave up faith in God moving you to the next level. Where you gave, you've been looking for a, a full-time job for so long and you wrote that thing off. You need to take Jesus back to the grave site. You need to walk him back to the place where you where, where you laid your hope in the cemetery. Huh? Where you laid your marriage in the tombstone and you put rest and peace on that thing. You need to take, walk my God back to those dark places and see him do his resurrecting thing in your life. In your life. The fifth thing you got, the fourth thing you got to understand as you want, if you want a recipe for a resurrection, you got to understand that God God is big enough. He is mighty enough to be exposed to your stink. Hallelujah. Little children, 1 John 2.1 Sin not. Don't mess up. That's God's will for you. That you live right. But if you sin, could somebody preach this thing? We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus, the righteous. Yeah, yeah, you God wants to be exposed to your sting. Don't wait until you clean your life up. Then approach Jesus. You expose a man to your lying, devious, dirty way. Expose him and see him clean you up. See him wash you. Ah, leave from his presence singing, Come thou font of every blessing. Ah, leave his presence singing. Leave his presence singing, the vilest offender. Who truly believes that moment with Jesus, a pardon receives. Yes. Leave his presence knowing that you can expose him to the stink in your life. Oh, yes. And the last thing you want to remember, if you want a recipe for a resurrection, is he's a fourth day God. Yes. The stuff that you have written off. huh? The stuff that you have counted lost. Yes. Uh, the, the, the 20 year thing that you've been praying for that you're like, well, it's probably not as well. Understand that he will show up when you, don't even, when you don't even visualize the possibility of him showing up. No wonder Paul could say in Ephesians 3.20 that my God, he is able to do more abundantly, exceedingly, above all we can ask, or think, fathom, or even imagine. That's why he is God. He's a fourth day God and family. I want to lay that God in your sight today. I want to ask you to surrender your deadness, your dead church, your dead prayer meeting, your dead Sabbath school, your 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 dead relationships. I want you to surrender them today to my Jesus that is resurrection. Surrender them today to my God, that can bring your dead life and your dead stuff from the grave in which you have buried it. Why don't we sing that song, all to Jesus? I surrender. Could I just mix it up on you all today? All to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily. Live. Let me tell you what what happens a lot of times. A lot of times in church, why don't you stand, everybody? Just stand right now. A lot of times in church, hear what we do. We come to the altar, right? And we promise God to do stuff. That's willpower talking. And it's a setup from the enemy. God don't want your fleeting promises. that you are going to try? You know what God wants? He wants surrender. He wants you to say, God, I understand that your resurrection, and I'm just, just going to bring my dead, dead stuff to you today. I'm going to believe that, you're, that you can still work even on the fourth day. <laughs> and I'm going to surrender it to you. So, this Sabbath, there's a bunch of people here with some dead stuff in their life. And I want you to experience resurrection. There's a bunch of people here. Just you just walking around like a dead person. You're empty inside. Your life is full of meaninglessness. It's, 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 there's a void. There's an ache. There's a yearning. That yearning is my Jesus. And this Sabbath, I want to ask you to find him and meet him as Lord. Meet him as Savior. Why don't we sing this song together? <clears throat> All to Jesus I surrender. Sing, everybody. All, All to Jesus, Jesus I All to him I surrender. freely give. What an awesome prayer. All, All to him, him I freely give. All my prayer this Sabbath is I would ever by his grace. I, I will, will ever, ever love, love and, and trust him. In, in his, his presence, prayer. oh daily lift. Daily I want to daily lift. lift. I surrender all. Sing it like a prayer. I Sing it like a prayer. Surrender I surrender, all. All. I surrender all. all. I surrender all. I surrender Lord, all. I surrender all. All, all to, all. to all. thee, my I surrender all. all. So before we sing that same verse again, if you have some dead thing that you want to bring to Jesus, why don't you come on down to the altar? Just want to pray a prayer of resurrection in your life right now. If there's a marriage, if there's a job, if there are children, if, if, if there's a temper, if there's a temper, if, if, if there's lust, bring them dead things to Jesus right now. If you haven't found Christ as Savior and Lord, and you're in this environment where the Spirit of God is moving and speaking and convicting, and you're saying this is my date with my God, August 23 cannot pass me by without me surrendering all you haven't had Bible studies, man, or you have, you have strayed from the faith. You have, you have, you have what, what, what we call you have backslidden. You have turned your back and you're saying, today you shared that God could still resurrect even this broken life of mine. Yeah. You come and see him do wonders. Come, come and join me. Just come on down. Come and join me. Let's sing it one more time. All to Jesus. Jesus. Come on down. I, I surrender. surrender. All oh, to him, him I, freely f- I freely give, Lord. Him. I will Ever love and trust him. And in trust his sweet, awesome him presence, him I want to daily in live. In his presence, I want to daily, daily live. Sing it like a prayer, everybody. I surrender all. I, I surrender I surrender all. I surrender. All. I surrender all, my Lord, all, all to Thee, my, my blessed Savior. I, I surrender. All heads bowed. All heads bowed. We are glad today, God, that there is still wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. We're glad today, God, that you have you have drawn your people to yourself, Amen. Father. You know our struggles; there are tempers in this place, God. Dead tempers, Ah Lord, there. There are issues and temptations that we've been struggling with for years, God. And God, we started making excuses. Maybe we are born like this. But today, God, I'm glad that that you showed up on on the fourth day. And there are stuff, Jesus, that we have written off that you can bring to life today. There's stuff, Jesus. There's a broken marriage. God, some of us have been unfaithful for so long. We just, we just think it's part and parcel of who we are. But we bring that to the resurrecting power of Jesus. And you'd make us faithful. God, God, our prayer lives, man, they, they stink. But we expose you to that stink in the name of Jesus. Amen. So that resurrection can take place. God, don't talk about Bible studies, God, and sharing our faith. We, 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 we don't even know that that's what we ought to be doing as Christians. Dead! That's where we are, Jesus. Dead. But I'm glad today, God, that your resurrection. Father, do your thing, God. We, we've brought it to you today, Jesus. We've brought our weak, wavering wills, asking you to perform your surgery Asking you to walk up to the tombs of our dead stuff and call, call, oh God, call us to life again. Father, we trust that you're able. We know that you're willing. God, you have been waiting for our surrender. That's what we're bringing today, God. Not a promise, not a pledge, but a surrender. That's what we're bringing, Jesus. Surrendering our brokenness. Surrendering our our lying character, surrendering, that we're going to replace it with trust. Amen. And Father, today, 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 God, there are people in this place that are not connected with Jesus. There are people in this place that, oh God, they have been turning their backs time and time again. And they're saying no when you're pleading. They have said no to your power in their life. They've said no to your healing in their lives. Yeah. They've said no, God, to you, are uh, teaching them your truths so that, so that you, can, you can restore them, oh God. Yeah. They've been saying no. But today, God, my prayer is that you'll take the dead hearts yeah. and that you'll give life. Yeah. So as we're praying, and our heads are bowed, and our eyes are closed, and we're praying right now, we're praying, family. As I always do. Give somebody an opportunity to say, Jesus, connect me today with you. You're on the main line, God. I'm going to call you up. Somebody today. You have drifted. You have strayed. And that's why your life is so empty and dead. But I'm so glad that I preached about a God of hope today. Preached about a God of courage. He's not going to leave you. And as I shared with you, church, as we're we're praying, our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. We're praying right now for somebody who's about to make a decision. I've shared with you on Wednesday that the struggle that I have as a preacher is that old story that I heard about a man who got a visit from a pastor. On his dying bed, the pastor walked into the room and saw the man's eyes spinning as if he was possessed with Thousands of demons. But he said to the man, he said, brother, today, this very day, even on your dying bed, Jesus could still save you. He can still turn your life around. That's the God he is. And that man said, he said, preacher, once upon a time, God tried reaching me and I felt his presence. He said, but preacher, now I need him the most. I don't even care. Mm. Let me say to you, visitor. Let me say to you, member. That haven't been connected with Jesus. That haven't experienced his resurrecting power. Let me say to you right now. You will not be able to choose God whenever you want. That time is quickly coming to an end. This ain't no scare tactic. It's reality. You know Why? Because Satan is setting you up to harden your heart more and more. So that sometime soon, God is going to call and you won't hear him. While you have life, while the spirit of God have you in this building. The Bible says today if you hear his voice. Please, please, please don't harden your heart. Don't be recalcitrant. Don't be stiff necked. And listen, what is God calling you to? He's calling you from a life of emptiness to a life of fullness, from a life of darkness to a life of light. You're praying for somebody, church? So I'm going to ask you today, my guest, my member, Jesus is not center of your life. You know it, He's not Lord. It's not a judgment call on your life. But I'm calling you back to oneness with God. I'm calling you to experience resurrecting power. If you're here today, I just need you to lift your hands right where you are. Just right where you are. And you're saying, Pastor, I want to be connected again to Jesus. Pastor, I want his resurrection. I want prayer. I want Bible study. I want to be led to baptism. I want to be led to a place where I can just bury this old dead life. So I can rise with Jesus to walk in newness of life really quickly just lift your hands where you are just lift your hands keep them up and i'm gonna have someone put a card in your hands and you lift it up right now really quickly really quickly keep it up keep it up keep it up awesome decision awesome decision church you're praying you're praying somebody's being liberated right now somebody is walking out of the valley of death into the mountain top of the life giver somebody's gonna somebody's being set free and delivered right now somebody has a breakthrough moment with god right now just keep your hands up really quickly lift it up lift it up god is speaking with you right now make a move today you know you've strayed you've wandered away and you're saying i'm coming back god in the name of jesus keep those hands up bless strengthen forgive heal and deliver those who have said yes this sabbath god thank you for saving grace but god there's some dead stuff in this church and I pray we'd surrender it to your resurrection. Thank you for our revival, Father. And for those who have been touched, changed, and transformed. Thank you for the word today. God, we, we are grateful that we serve a resurrecting Jesus. Bless us to this end in the name of Jesus. And the church says, amen, amen and amen. Whether you return to your seat. Thank you for listening to today's message.